Hello, hello, and welcome to Talk Me to the Movies. I'm Brenna. And I'm Kara. And I think I just realized this is our 10th ever episode. Is that right? Yeah, that is right. That's crazy. That's so awesome. (laughs) What's weird is that we've done half of our episodes in quarantine, I think. I think so, yeah. Like, when I think back to the episodes we recorded a while back, like, which we took a bit of a break, but even so, like, that feels like years ago. Like, (laughs) it really does. Because I think the first one went, the first one happened in February. Yeah, because it was our our Oscar ballot predictions. Yeah. So that was only what seven, six, five months ago. <laughs> I had to do just weird <laughs> math in my head. <laughs> and something exciting. Well, I guess last week we covered The Assistant, so that was a new movie. Mm-hmm. But this week we're actually going to cover another 2020 movie, which is exciting. Yes, a movie that goes very much in theme with not knowing what the concept of time is anymore. <laughs> But literally, though, I kept thinking that the whole time I watched this movie. I was like, yep, this is how my life is every day. I wake up and do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yep, same exact scenery, same place. <laughs> maybe I have a different outfit on, maybe. But, <laughs> but anyway, I guess we should say what movie we're doing. <laughs> so this week, we are doing the Hulu original Palm Springs. Um, another, like you said, new movie release in the time of quarantine. And I feel like this was just the movie we needed. I really enjoyed it. What did you think? I enjoyed it. And I, that's saying a lot for like enjoying a new movie (laughs) (laughs) right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was easy to watch on Hulu, which was really nice. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, this, I think it showed for the first time at Sundance at the beginning of this year. And that's when everything started to, like, shut down. So I bet Hulu was pretty happy they got their hands on this one. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of having that realization when I was, like, trying to prep for this episode. Because everyone, when I hear them talk about this movie, I keep hearing people say, oh, you know, like, it's kind of a shame it didn't get a theatrical release because it would have been so popular either way. But then I remember it. I'm like, but it was Hulu who won the bid. So it was always going to be a Hulu original. Yeah. um, Which kind of makes me think of it in a different light. But... Yeah, it was it was so good. And I think, yeah, like you said, Hulu definitely played their cards right in bidding on this movie because I'd say it's a resounding success. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people are talking about it, too. Um, yeah, but it's just a fun movie and it's a nice movie to take you out of what's going on in the world right now mm-hmm. and just enjoy watching something and not like thinking. But yeah, it was. The, yes, I think it's the highest bidded movie at Sundance of all time. That's amazing. For $17.5 million. Oh my goodness. Like, can you imagine being the people, well, first of all, what a cool job to be the people to get to go and just try and screen movies to decide what's going to be the next big hit and try and buy it. But like, what if you did that and then the movie was a flop? Like, I wonder, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you can tell by watching it that people are going to love it, but yeah, it's just so interesting that I would never have guessed that a movie like this would be the highest movie of all time, especially not without knowing what was going to be happening in the world a couple months down the road, you know? Yeah, and especially <laughs> by, like, Hulu picking it up. Like, I it's, yeah. I could see it with, like, Netflix or... I just feel like mm-hmm. Hulu kind of gets the crappy end of the stick a lot of times because... Yeah. 
I don't know. They're, I just don't think they're as big as Netflix and Amazon Prime. And they just don't, right. don't get quite as many. I guess you wouldn't call it like a blockbuster or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good movie for them to get. So I'm proud of them for getting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Hulu. You're coming up in the world. <laughs> yeah I, hulu is so this is kind of a tangent but very much new territory for me because before quarantine i was not a hulu subscriber and then got it kind of at the beginning of all of this and now i'd say it's like my most watched platform and maybe that's just because i didn't have it so there's like a lot more to catch up on but um yeah i'm very impressed with them what i feel do, like what this, do you this will make people or i was gonna say what? What, what do you watch on hulu just curious like shows or movies um, yeah, a little bit of both. One show that um, we just finished watching, we just watched the second season of Rami. I don't know if you've heard of that show, but it's so good. Um, it, there's only two seasons out, and they're like half-hour episodes, so it's like a really easy one to breeze through. But um, it's so incredible. Um, and uh, the guy who created it is also named Rami, and he plays not himself, but like <laughs> a version of himself, you could say. And um, yeah, he won the Emmy for it last year. I forget if it was like for best actor or best new show or something like that. I'm not as up on the Emmy awards categories, but, um, yeah, it's so good. Um, and then we also, I think I mentioned this in another episode, but, um, kind of late to the game with the show Letterkenny, which is now, it yes. used to be like on Canadian television. Yeah. But now I, I haven't watched it, but you told me about it. Oh my goodness. I can't recommend it enough. It's like, <laughs> I, most days I'm like, should I just start Letterkenny over again when I'm trying to think of what to watch? Um, but now it's a Hulu original, like all their new seasons are. Okay. They kind of took it over, but, but yeah, so definitely a fan of what they've got going on for sure. <laughs> I need to explore the Hulu realm again because I feel like yeah. since Handmaid's Tale, I haven't really watched any Hulu originals, which is probably, mm. that might be like my favorite series of all time that are breaking yeah. bad but sometimes mm-hmm. i forget that handmaid's tale is hulu original as well but yeah i forgot about that yeah what about it seems other... like more hbo yeah it does seem more hbo but the, i guess like hulu and these like streaming platforms can get away with a lot more i get not promiscuous content but like i don't know they can get like re- boundary pushing yeah they can push the boundaries because they're not like using these television platforms with children like surfing the tv or right <laughs> but, exactly yeah this yeah. this movie was actually kind of it had some like raunchy humor in it i would say yes def- i yeah i wanted to talk about that because lonely island like man it had been so long since i'd had anything that the lonely island had done in my life yeah. and <laughs> I forgot kind of exactly what their brand of humor was like. Um, Cause I, I guess I'll show my cards now, but um, <laughs> I was in a sorority. It's fine. If y'all want to, <laughs> if you want to judge, <laughs> listeners want to judge, but I was just in Greek life in the, I, I bring this up because it was like the time when lonely Island, like I'm on a boat and you know, all those songs were, <laughs> just at the height of their popularity and just uh, being a part of that scene. It's like Lonely Island is just very much attached to a specific part of nostalgia for me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but it just felt like it had been a while. Um, 
But yeah, all that said, yes, definitely kind of a raunchy, almost kind of like juvenile in a sense kind of humor, but not in a way that bothers me. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> it is different humor. Like I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched anything with this type of humor in a long time. And so that was yeah. kind of weird for me. I'm like, oh yeah, people make jokes about sex. I forgot. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, do we still make jokes like this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because like, and, and maybe that's like another weird coronavirus thing too like that people just because for so long it's like every movie release that's been hyped about and maybe this is just me projecting a bit too but it's like they tend to just be if they're hyped it's because they're like there's something like very refined about them or like boundary pushing in like a cinematic way and so like yeah it just has been a while since I've watched something of that tone and I think they just like blend it blended it really successfully because it was still a really good movie like and innovative and it could have just been kind of annoying grass humor I guess yeah it almost (laughs) watched like a television show you know what I mean like yes it kind of felt like a television show and it's like I forgot that I like I don't know the last time I watched a Mm -hmm. (laughs) rom-com and this was like a rom-com with like a I don't like what I don't even like a fair not a fairy tale twist, but what like what's Star Trek? It's kind of almost like sci-fi yeah. is what I've heard people describe it as. Yeah, so it's like yeah. a rom-com sci-fi twist. Uh huh. On paper, it doesn't work, but it it worked in this. Like I I, I feel like. <laughs> yes, I think it did. <laughs> and I was gonna ask you. Speaking of that, did you know about that that twist and like the fact that it was a time loop kind of movie? before you saw it no I didn't know either okay cool that's good we had kind of the same perspective I had no idea <laughs> I'm kind of doing this new thing where not on everything but on some of these films that are coming out I'm not like watching anything like any trailers ahead of time so Ooh, nice yeah so whenever <laughs> he got shot with an arrow when they're like making out in the <laughs> desert I was just really I was like I have no idea what's going on <laughs> I know you're like, wait, this just took a turn. What is about to happen? Or, I thought they were about to get like kidnapped or something. Like, <laughs> it was this movie is very of the times. I feel like we keep yes. seeing like famous people or like people going to Palm Springs or Joshua Tree yes. right now. And it, the fact mm-hmm. that it was a wedding movie just made me lol. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> because of it like, really was. Yeah, it was like a trendy thing and there's a lot of really funny stereotypes that are played in it as well and I just I just like I don't think I've seen anything that current right. that's kind of talking to this millennial generation in that way but. yes and they so nailed it like they could have done that and it just could have felt like flat and like okay this is what I'm seeing on Instagram day in and day out but they did it with just like the right amount of irony added that yeah. it just worked so well like I think um on the ringers podcast they were talking about even the small details about how like Kristen Milioti's the bathing suit she was wearing is like the number one most the number one most popular bathing suit that's like bought off of Instagram ads, which is like hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Andy um, Samberg. I haven't seen him in, in anything in a while. I know. Yeah. Cause I'm not like a, are you a Brooklyn nine, nine person? No, Mm-mm. I'm not really either. Yeah. yeah. I've seen one off episodes, but yeah, it was, it was good to see him. Yeah. Um, I liked, 
I liked getting to watch him in something. <laughs> and Kristen Milioti, I like when I see her, I think of her as um, Ted Mosby's, who he ended up get mar- getting married to, and How I Met Your Mother. Um, yes, <laughs> but she is in Wolf of Wall Street, which I had totally forgotten about. Oh wow! Well. Yeah, yeah. I know this is almost like a prequel to like <laughs> the one crazy vacation your mother had before I met her, like. <laughs> It seems like it could be in the same universe, but <laughs> that is so true. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but Andy Samberg, yeah, he was so good, and I kind of—it's funny. Maybe I have like, this sounds bad. Maybe I have a lower bar for him, but I felt like <laughs> this is a bit of stretch acting for him because in the beginning, it obviously gets funnier and gets kind of more like his typical brand of humor when I think of like his SNL days and things like that. But in the beginning of the movie, he's very subdued and because you're introduced to him when he's just very like bored of going through the same thing and he's so like low key and kind of sad. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a different Andy Samberg. (laughs) And then I was like, this is kind of nice. He's doing he's doing well at this, too. But then obviously, like once the two of them get stuck in their situation together and start doing all those crazy things, it's kind of more what you would expect. But it was very satisfying, I thought. It was satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, I thought they had really good chemistry, too. Yeah, they definitely did. Like I believed in their relationship whenever I was watching it. But Mm -hmm. it's an interesting concept. I don't think I've ever, I don't know, like I guess I haven't heard. Are there any other movies like where they do life over again every day? (laughs) I'm sure there are. There's um, one of the more recent ones that comes to mind is Happy Death Day, which I actually haven't seen, but it's like a horror movie where this girl is stuck living the same day over and over. Um, oh my gosh, this one just popped into my mind. I hadn't thought of it before. But speaking of good television shows, have you ever seen Russian Doll? No. Oh my goodness. Okay, you should watch that like today. It's, is it, is it <laughs> because, gory? Or? No, it's not. It's not gory. Um, but it's it's a Netflix show, and there's only one season out so far, and it's literally like half hour or less episodes. Like I think when my husband and I watched it, we watched it in like one day, but. That is um, a scenario where it's a woman who's living the same day over and over. And it's kind of similar because I don't want to spoil it too much, but she meets someone else eventually who's kind of in the same scenario. Um, But the story is completely different. But oh my goodness, that show is so good. And it made me cry like a baby when it ended. I can't recommend it enough. But I hadn't even thought of that until just now when you asked. Are they they coming out (laughs) with other seasons or is that the only one? I think they are releasing a second season, but it got, I think it got delayed even before COVID. So I'm not sure when it's going to be released, but I actually was kind of sad when I heard they were doing that because the first season is just so perfect and it like, it has a legit ending. So I'm interested to see what they do with the second season, but oh my gosh, it's, it's so good. I highly recommend it. Um, but then I guess the only other one is Groundhog Day. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are others, but those are the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when that happened, like once I realized that scene when, you know, she gets pulled into the cave and you're still like, what is going on if you don't know the plot? And then when she shows her waking up the next day, I literally like sat up and I was like, is this a time loop thing? Because <laughs> I was so excited because I, I didn't. I couldn't really understand what the hype was about the movie because I was like, from the periphery, I 
was like, okay, so it's about like these people that meet at a wedding and are probably obviously going to fall in love and like what's original and exciting about that. But then once I realized what was going on, I was like legitimately excited and was couldn't wait to see where the movie was going to (laughs) go. See, that's funny because I had like the opposite reaction. I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch the same (laughs) thing over again. Right. And that first scene when she wakes up again, like her her sister ends up like losing her two front teeth and she like bleeds everywhere and then she ends up like turning and vomiting and I was like oh gosh this is not for me like because I'm already like closing my eyes I was like oh gosh like I'm gonna hate this if every morning she wakes up and her sister keeps losing her two front teeth like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah thank goodness it wasn't because that I kind of share that hesitancy if I know that going in about things because I'm like I don't know if I because I was resistant to watching Russian Doll because I knew about that ahead of time and I was like I don't really want to watch the same thing over and over again but I think if people do it right and yeah you're not seeing like the same details but you're seeing the same day and it's truly different each time I feel like yeah just the way they did it was so funny and like so exciting each time and (laughs) they like yeah they just really pulled it off with taking that idea and doing some really like um some really new things with it (laughs) yeah what did you what rating did you give it on letterboxd you know i think i gave it a four and a heart which (laughs) i use the hearts very like specifically (laughs) because i can recognize something as being really good and i'll rate it high but i May not necessarily give it a heart, but (laughs) what did you rate it? I I rated it a four and a half. Now looking back on that, I'm like, wow, that was really generous. But I think I just, I, it it was probably a clouded judgment because I was just enjoying watching it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of five star letterbox ratings come through, to be honest. Really? Yeah. People, I don't think I've seen anybody that just that I happen to follow. I haven't really seen anybody rate it less than a four. Um, which is definitely saying something, especially like, and I'm not trying to like criticize it, but there's a lot of loose ends. There's a lot of things that are like, I mean, it's part sci-fi. So of course there's going to be things that aren't believable. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's not, it's not a perfect movie, but I I think it is like perfect in the set or like near perfect in the sense of like, wow, we like, we haven't like, I don't know, like I haven't seen a rom-com in a while and I just really enjoyed watching it because of that. I know. Yeah. Just like, okay, maybe we just needed a bit of something like light and funny and a little bit fantastical. And <laughs> and yeah, because it wasn't like, you're not like, oh, give it the Oscar or anything, but it's just like so satisfying in a way. It, yeah. It would just be so interesting to see how it would be received if like the world wasn't in the season it's in right now. Yeah. But, I mean, I still think it would be like you know, well-liked and well-rated, but I wonder if it would be the phenomenon that it's been. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because you kind of get to experience all these, like how many summer weddings have gotten canceled, like Mm -hmm. in the last few months, like it's kind of experiential in that way. You're like, Oh, like a wedding and like being outside in the pool and like in the desert camping, like under the stars. There's like this, I feel like we're all like desiring this, getting yes. outness and it kind of provides that and it's beautiful like it's yeah so beautiful. it really is yeah. oh yeah and being at bars like people 
into that. I know. Like, hey, let's just go get a drink or go to the food truck. Like, just those little things. <laughs> That's like peak satisfaction for us now is getting to watch other people do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think, like, because, you know, because of everything going on, anything that's getting newly released is getting released uh, digitally, obviously. But because of that, I feel like there's been a lot of just like really mediocre movies that have come out, like especially when they're streaming platform originals. Like I'm thinking of like uh, on Netflix, there was like Extraction and um, what's that one that just came out? The Old Guard, which I actually really enjoyed, but it's like they're not really like good movies and not, they feel like they were kind of created more algorithmically, you know, like yeah. <laughs> then. And so it was just refreshing to like see something that was not only new, but was like new and I don't know, just quality and not like, okay, we're shoving a movie at you just to like get something new out there. It yeah. felt really legit. And that was like, oh, just so nice. <laughs> It was really nice. And this is like a first feature for this director as well, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. Way to go. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm all about this like lighthearted, you know, comedy. Um, mm-hmm. But his name is Max Barbacow. Barbaco? Oh. Do you know? Barbacoa? <laughs> <laughs> Hungry. I want some Chipotle. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. No, but that's amazing. Can you imagine your very first film is the highest bidded movie ever at Sundance? Like, I know. What do you even like? I know he's probably having the time of his life right now. Like that is, yeah, quite the success. But <laughs> I feel like Neon is coming out with good stuff because Neon also did The Assistant, mm. and I know. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, but I'm like, I'm trying to think of like any. The Green Knight, I think that's what it's called, is A24, and that's supposed to come out yes. pretty soon. And I think... Is I it, can't wait, yeah. And then I think Neon also does, um, what's it called, Young Woman, that's coming out. Uh, oh, Promising Young Woman? That's a Neon feature, I think, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they're killing it. Yeah. It's coming like, for A24's yeah. crown. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> this might be a Neon year. Yeah, they're like, okay, we got Parasite last year. We're just going to like keep this momentum going. It's like A24 got Moonlight, and then they like kind of kept, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we can love them both. I'm totally down. <laughs> oh, man, but you know, this is random. But speaking of like the director, it being his first time and doing a great job, and it also being like beautiful, something I also really love is the score of this movie. Like, I feel like I always nerd out about those things weirdly but um i've been listening to just the music kind of when i've needed to focus in on something and it's like really good i'm really into it it's like kind of 80s but also like surprisingly um i don't know what the word is surprisingly like sophisticated like it feels almost like the score of a big epic movie you know yeah. but it's like when you know the context it's fitting in it's kind of surprising yeah <laughs> i do remember really that moment like when the it looks like well they're like i think they're doing acid but they, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the the rocks start moving and it like looks like dinosaurs i remember that being yes. a epic moment with the score <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, the funny thing is with that scene is our um, 
our TV is having some weird issues. Like sometimes when it's something really dark, it's hard for us to see the distinctions. So that whole time we were like, what are they seeing? I don't see anything. Like we're like, it's just the rocks. Like no idea. But then later in the movie, it like they reference seeing the dinosaurs and we were like, oh, okay. So that must have been <laughs> what we were supposed to be seeing. But yeah, it was really weird. That is so funny. Okay. I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. So if you were in that situation that you were waking mm-hmm. up every day, like what would you do? Like, Oh my gosh. Knowing that you would, you wouldn't like you could die and then like wake up the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no risk involved. Yeah. Um, would it, would it have to be like, I was reliving like that same wedding situation or just like any day, do, any day, any day over and over again. Oh man, I feel like I one thing I really liked that they did in this movie that I feel like I would probably steal is I loved how they just like tried to stay awake as long as possible to just travel to random places. Yeah, <laughs> because you wouldn't have to worry about your money running out. Um, and like you, yeah. So you literally just splurge on like the fastest direct route anywhere. Just try and stay awake to see things. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that would be tiring for sure. I'm not, as we've, we were talking about before we started recording, I'm not good at staying awake for long <laughs> amounts of time. So I'd probably fall asleep on the plane a lot. But I really liked that, that kind of joke that they had in there. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is vague, but I feel like I'd want to do things that I've always been like too embarrassed to do or like <laughs> things that I'm too self-conscious because like no one's going to remember this. Like, <laughs> like I'd probably do like simple things like actually sing karaoke, like <laughs> yeah. stuff that like in my real life I'm too like chicken. Um, but I don't know. I, that said, I know I definitely would freak out about it and be like, I have to get out of this situation because <laughs> I also can just highly anxious sometimes. I can see you so being, like, I can see you being the one who figures out how to stop it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I loved that scene in the movie when it was like so, so far fetched. But when she was just like watching YouTube videos about quantum physics, that was so funny yeah. because it's like, yeah, for us, everything really is on YouTube. Like, I loved that spin. Yeah. Um, I'd probably try. Yes. And then probably get overwhelmed. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, what would you do? <laughs> I think I'd like try to start bouldering and then like climb. Oh, like, you know, like. Oh, yeah, like practice it every day because you can build a skill. Ooh. Yeah, and then you can, like, start getting higher and higher, and then you know that if you fall, you're fine. You'll just wake up the next day. But you just hope that you fall and die. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of, like, falling and just hurt. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) One thing I do think will come from this movie is I can see some Halloween costumes coming from this movie. I think there's, like, a oh, lot yes. of really good... I think it's a great couple Halloween costume. Like, I think that we'll see that mm. this, like, October, people dressing up as them. Especially yes. her with the bombs attached around her, like, torso. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes, or her, like, um, when she 
through like the birthday party or what whatever party it was and she had like she was dressed kind of like Christmassy with those like um with the crazy sweater and the like pom-pom earrings yeah it was yeah there's be lots of ways you could do it yeah there this film was so gorgeous like it really was yeah so many good stills um Mm -hmm. yeah it was good. I love the poster too. It's like <laughs> it's so bright and like I was like I would put this poster in my house probably. Like <laughs> I know I'm like do I want to add this to my collection? I don't know, maybe. It's such like the perfect millennial color scheme. It's like aqua and pink and like <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> um one random thing I also loved about this movie was um just jk simmons just being himself and being (laughs) such a well revered actor but also being willing to do a ridiculous (laughs) movies like this one (laughs) where he does scenes where he's taking drugs with andy samberg and like sitting in the bathtub with him and (laughs) i need to watch so funny i need to watch that reel over again because that part is so hilarious but yeah he does yes he is very much like himself i feel like yeah (laughs) and there's even like that scene when he's um towards the end when uh andy sandberg's character who i guess is named niles which like is a hilarious name also (laughs) but he um (laughs) when he goes to his house and jk simmons is like out there grilling in the backyard and it literally looks like i don't think it was but it looks like a nod to like one of the farmer's insurance commercials that he's like the spokesperson for yes (laughs) so it was just like yeah, I feel like, yeah, J.K. Simmons just is who he is, and it fits, like, any movie mold. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to have to watch this one over again, because I bet there's so many things that I just miss, like, little things like that. Like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. I would like to watch it again, especially the beginning, knowing that it's a time loop movie, because, like, it, I feel like it would make so much that happens early on make sense. Like, even some of the things, like, his character says. And I feel like it's probably a lot funnier when you know um, what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually meant to watch it again before we recorded, but uh, just got too busy. But it's one that I could see, definitely see myself just rewatching. It's one of those movies that's like, well, I don't know what to watch. Like, this one is always a feel-good movie. I'll just put it on in the background while I do other things or... Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect for that. I almost put it on in the background like this morning while like doing chores and doing that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's a good movie for that. But Yeah. <sighs> definitely. Would you say that this movie is one of twenty twenty's best so far? Not that it has like, you know, that many to choose from, but <laughs> I think I <laughs> think it is. Out. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. If anything, just, like, because it hit such a sweet spot of timeliness, it just has made it, like, we'll always remember what this movie was in this point of time. (laughs) Like, when they were making it, they probably had no idea how badly America would need a feel-good movie (laughs) whenever it released. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, I feel like that's exactly what America needs right now is, like, feel-good movies because... Yeah. um, I, like, find myself shying away from things that are, like... Like, I know that everyone was watching Contagion around the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I did not no. watch it, yeah. I'm like, that's like, I'll just, I'm fine with living it. Yeah, yeah I'm fine with living it, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we need more, like, bring on the rom-coms, bring on the feel-good, bring on the 1990s rom-coms. That's, like, my favorite era. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, totally. 
it'll be so interesting to see if based on the success of Palm Springs, if suddenly like, I can't really think of one off the top of my head, but if there was some movies that are slated for near future releases that are now released sooner on streaming because they want to capitalize on, oh, you know, that similar success. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there are that many even planned, but it'll be interesting to see if suddenly we see like, oh, surprise, in two weeks, Netflix is actually going to release this movie and HBO is going to release this one. And yeah, it'll be, which like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch them. We'll one, watch anything. <laughs> I know. Like, give us anything. We'll watch it. We have the time. <laughs> but yeah, one thing that, or this is kind of like getting into like what I'm excited to be watching, but another one that I feel like is going to be a feel good movie which I'm still trying to be like, do I really want to spend $20 on Amazon Prime to watch it? <laughs> it's mm. the King of Satin Island by uh, directed oh, by right. Judd yeah. Apatow, which has kind of been on my I want to watch for a while now. But I feel like that's going to have a similar like humor, like just feel good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I keep hearing it's really good and like, I'm I'm often on the fence about like Pete Davidson, but it seems like when he's the most successful is when he's kind of pulling from his own experiences. And I think, hopefully I'm not off base with this, but I think it's kind of like based off of his actual like, you know, coming of age, like growing up um, or at least nods to it. But anyway, I'm excited for that movie too. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's, it's tough because you don't want to like, yeah, it's like $20. It's like, if I wait a week or two, will it be $5? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to say. It, yeah. I'm like, I say that one's going to be a feel good movie, but I feel like maybe it isn't because I know that, yeah, like you were saying, it's based off of his life. Um, and I think his dad died in nine 11, but Oh, yeah. I digress. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see it because um, Timmy Chalamet's sister is in it. And I'm like, I want to see what her acting chops are all about. Like, you have your moment, girl. Like, <laughs> How old is she? Uh, I don't she know. Is she younger I, or older? I think she's older. Oh, okay. I think, I, I think they're pretty close in age, so I may be wrong about that. But, um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of a funny... I don't even know how I heard that, but I'm sure on Instagram somewhere. It is weird that we're like getting to the age where like this like new generation of actors and actresses is like coming up, you know, and then like now Uh they're going to be in all these movies. The fact that like this, I don't know how old he is, but he's like 22 or 21 starring in a Judd Apatow film makes me feel kind of (laughs) old. Yes. Yeah, for real. I mean, yeah, this is like definitely in the last couple of years, I've started having a lot more of those moments of like, oh, this actor's actually five years younger than me. Like, <laughs> I just always assume that people, especially famous people, are older than me. I don't know why. That's probably something I need to sort out internally. <laughs> but that's probably it's why. Just funny. That's probably why I like this. Another reason I like this movie is because I feel like Andy Samberg is so part of my like growing up you know of like watching yeah snl and stuff like that so yes definitely yeah he was very much like the star of that kind of stuff when we were i don't know yeah like early 20s late teens i can't even remember how long he was on it but definitely it's the nice years, to see him yeah the years i was watching snl he was there <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was kind of interesting. I, I meant to like dig into this a little bit further, but for it being a Lonely Island movie, I don't think they did any original music for it, which kind of shocks me. Um, but I guess that they're kind of a, a multi, I don't know, multimedia group whatever that means but so they don't have to do the music but I kind of was expecting something like that especially for a movie like this (laughs) I was actually wondering that when you were talking about the score I was like I wish I'd pay more attention to it because I'm like I wonder yeah yeah kind of like what is it on Spotify Uh uh-huh and it's kind of embarrassing because one song (laughs) um there's a song I really like that's like um toward the end credits I think and I thought maybe it was a Lonely Island song <laughs> and it's Hall and Oates <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> whoops that's embarrassing because <laughs> some they're really good at making some of their songs sound um you know very like something that could be a real like song on the radio or it, it it's only like when you focus on the words that you realize it's something goofy you know yeah um there was like 22 songs yeah, they, none of them look like originals, I don't think. Yeah. Because if you think of the movie, like, have you ever seen Popstar? No. Oh, man, that movie. I reckon that's a funny movie. And that's a Lonely Island one, but they wrote, like, but it's, it makes more sense because it's about a pop star. So they, like, wrote all the songs for that character. Um, but then they also did a... Um, Oh, the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience that was, like, about baseball players. But it's, like, this weird, like, mini-series they did, and it's so funny. And they did music for that, too. And it's just, like, so I'm just shocked they didn't do, have a musical moment like that in this movie. (laughs) Maybe it's because, like, of the director. Maybe it's, like, this guy is actually, like, not someone, I don't know the history, but if it's, like, he's the director who he either brought them on or they brought him on. But it's, like, still, like, the director's movie more so, I guess. Yeah. And I'm, like, maybe that's something... Because I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the last one I've, like, you know, like, I'm, I guess I'm thinking of, like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say on here, but, like, I'm thinking of SNL, <laughs> that SNL song that's so big. Yes. And I'm, like, <laughs> I, I guess... Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, like, <laughs> I don't... I'm trying to think of, like, I know of any other ones, and I don't think I do so i'm like i wonder how long ago that was like was that like 2015 it must have been because pop star is 2016 and that was like after all of that had been big so it must have been like a couple years before that yeah it felt like very it was like it was so they were all over the place for so long yeah but are the other guys in this movie i don't think so no but i i feel like they Probably helped with the writing of some sort. Oh, okay. I mean, that would have been a really good opportunity, though. I, you're right. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't take it. But I'm like, maybe yeah. that's something that Andy Samberg is, like, leaving in the past, you know? like. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, I've done Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've been nominated for some Emmys. Like, it's time for me to get serious. We can still do this together, but no songs. Like... <laughs> All right. Do we want to get into kind of what we've been watching and what we are looking forward to yeah let's do it you go first july has been a pretty big month for me <laughs> when it comes to movies 
Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I feel like I'm catching I up. I thought you were about to drop a bomb. I was like, oh, no, what happened? <laughs> you get emotional. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like, I've just been watching a lot of movies in July, which is great. Um, nice. But I had never seen Fight Club. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So I watched Fight Club. And nice. God, that movie is so good. So it really is freaking good. Like I cannot believe it. it's <laughs> taken me this long to watch it, but um, absolutely loved it. Um, it might be like one of my favorite movies of all time, honestly. But it's pretty much a perfect movie. It's like, yeah, it really. I, is. I saw it pretty like, yeah. I saw I saw it. Um, I feel like I I didn't see it when it was like being so hyped. I saw it kind of later too, and it's one of those ones you watch it and you're like, okay, I get it. Like I get why people quote this all the time. Like I get why everyone loves it so much. (laughs) Yeah, and like for a David Fincher movie, like Zodiac and Seven, I really love both of those movies a lot. But this Mm -hmm. one was really different and like had I don't know. I just like really liked it. It it kind of had this kind of sixth sense kind of thing about it, you know, like the twist at the end. Yes, yeah. But it like it was not at all what I expected. I honestly thought it was going to mm-hmm. be like a movie that I wasn't going to enjoy that was just a bunch of guys fighting in an under, underground basement the entire time. <laughs> right, which is not unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is it, that probably is like 25% of the movie, but still it's still really good. <laughs> but there's a lot of depth there that I wasn't expecting. Um For sure. So yeah, I watched Fight Club and then I finished the Before trilogy, which was amazing. <gasps> So, yeah. yeah, so those are, those are some of my big watches in July. Um, but some nice. things that I'm looking forward to, um, we kind of already talked about it, but I'm excited to see, um, the King of Staten Island. Um, mm-hmm. if I finally decide to pay the money to, <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I'm also really excited about a promising, is it a promising young woman? I her? think so. So wait, what is what is the release date for that? I think I missed that. It was coming out soon. I think it's supposed to be the 28th. <gasps> That's amazing. Okay, I'm excited for that too. Yeah. Nice. They pushed it out once. It's mm-hmm. literally, it's so hard to get information on when movies are releasing right now. <laughs> I know. Um, it's so frustrating. It really is. Because I know Tenet moved out for like, I think yeah. it was like the second or third time maybe. And... We still haven't gotten an update on A Quiet Place, too, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I saw really bad news about the French Dispatch the other day. Oh, when's that coming out? out. It's now indefinitely postponed. And I was like, no. <laughs> because it, they, it, the, the last release date they'd given it was October. So I was, I'm kind of surprised that they already... I mean, yeah, the situation's probably going to be pretty much the same. But I'm surprised they made that call in July to be like, actually, we're probably going to wait even longer, which makes me sad. But anyway, sorry. Especially because <laughs> there's a trailer out for that one, like with mm-hmm. Dune, which is supposed to release in November or December, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. There's not even a trailer for that. And like, yeah, I've read a f- couple articles where it says they still like with COVID happening, they postponed a couple of like redo shots or I don't know what you would call them, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm like getting to the point where I'm like, I don't know if Dune is going to come out this year. I know. I know. I feel like I'm worried that it won't too. Because yeah, I'd heard the same thing about reshoots and it's like, ooh, if it's not even done, then 
Yeah. I could see them being like, okay, next Christmas. Because I feel like they're definitely going to wait for a big, like, calendar date. Yeah. But, man. And and that is the type of movie I think that you'd want to see in a theater. Like. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, French Dispatch. I'll watch Wes Anderson films. Like, I mean, they're beautiful. But it's always nice to see them on the big screen. But, like, I feel like that one. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to A Promising Young Woman. But if that comes out, I don't, it's supposed to come out on the 28th. I don't know if it's really going to happen. So, we'll uh, see. I mean, so, like, this coming week, 28th of July? Yeah. That's what. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for that one, too. What about you? But, um, what have you been watching? So, I watched, um, speaking of things that kind of got postponed, but... Last week, I watched First Cow, which, like, came um, out. I think it was in theaters for, like, a week, and then COVID got crazy. Um, so it got pulled out and then got released on streaming. Um, but, yeah, I was really excited about that one because it was so hyped as being, like, everyone's like, this is one of the best movies ever. And, you know, um, so actually, <laughs> I bought it. So I own First Cow now, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> because it's still, like, full price to rent <laughs> or to stream (laughs) so they got me but yeah I watched that um it's really good it is not quite what I expected um just because it's extremely slow but it is like really beautiful and definitely like a special movie it just I don't know what I expected but I kind of had to chew on it for a bit after we saw it um but then also this past week um to commemorate the 10-year anniversary I rewatched um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. Um, and that movie is just, I always forget how good it is because it's always like many, many years go by in between viewings. And that is definitely one of like, gotta be one of my favorite movies of all time. Like I think I wrote in my letterbox review that I can't like think of many movies that are that satisfying. <laughs> and I think like definitely it's a bit of like, it fits my personality, just like being a nerd, like <laughs> a nerd about certain things. But, um, but man, yeah, like the soundtrack is so good, and that movie is just incredible. It's so funny, so unique. Um, so yeah, just rewatching that was a definite big pick me up in the past week. Um, I've I've never seen it. So you've never seen it? No. Oh my gosh, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I paid to watch it. But I'm like, um, if it's a feel, is it feel good? <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's just feel good in the sense of like, it feels very nostalgic because, you know, it's like Michael Sarah is the main character. And so it, it's kind of like when that movie came out, it was a, like all the people in it were kind of like the next generation people of that time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it has like Brie Larson in it. I forgot how amazing she was. Oh, it um, has Chris Evans in it? Yes, that's oh my gosh, yeah, Chris Evans like hilarious in it. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend it. It's just so good. It's just the like I've been listening to the soundtrack all week after we watched it. I was like, I just forgot, you know. Yeah. It's like I knew it's always a movie that in my heart or when I hear someone talk about, it, I'm like, oh, Scott Pilgrim. But because I hadn't watched it in so long, I forgot how much it like affected me. So yeah, and and the cast did a um a full script reading. Uh, via zoom and released it online so like my husband was watching that and that's what kind of spurred us to um go back and watch it was it it serious or was it like was it funny or like 
I think it was kind of a little bit of both from yeah. what I could tell. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> but they got, like, the full cast back to do it. And, that is like, so some of them cool. went more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely recommend that. And I can't believe it came out 10 years ago. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, otherwise, I feel like I've just been watching a lot of, like, interesting TV. So those are, like, the only real movies that are sticking out to me. Um, I feel like there's something I'm forgetting. But anyway, um, and then for what I'm going to watch next, um, I'm going to join you. I'm going to hop on the Promising Young Woman bandwagon. But then also we bit the bullet and got Disney Plus because of Hamilton. Yeah. We sucked us in. So <laughs> that's new to me. It's still kind of like discovering what's to be watched there. But um, we watched Onward, which is pretty good. But I really want to watch Toy Story 4 now just because – I feel like it's one you got to see and it's, I just never got around to it in theaters and now I have Disney plus. So yeah, might as well. <laughs> the time has come. Yeah. So you added Disney plus to your streaming repertoire. Yes. I'm, I'm really yes. impressed by that. How, how much is it? It's expensive, right? Yeah. So we, it wasn't too bad because, um, because I already have Hulu, you can add on Disney plus to the bundle for just oh, okay. like five bucks more a month, I think. Um, so yeah, so it wasn't bad to do that way, but definitely if it wasn't for Hamilton, probably like never really would have gotten it, but they were really smart in doing that because (laughs) I'm sure it worked on a lot of people to finally bite the bullet, but, um, but yeah, it's been fun. I haven't watched too much else on it, but it's, I guess, why not? You know, I have every other streaming platform. (laughs) I'm glad you reminded me of Onward because that was one that I really wanted to see. Um, yeah. earlier on in the year and I didn't see so I'll have to watch that one I'd forgotten about it yeah but yeah it's very cute yeah I literally was like oh I'm not gonna cry in this one and then by the end freaking <laughs> Pixar knows exactly what they're doing and I cried so yeah you know it's, it's good <laughs> I would recommend it for sure cool um so one idea that we've been kind of toying with and hinting at I mean, hint by hinting, I mean blatantly saying it every week, but <laughs> is next week we'll be doing an episode about um, movie recommended rec- movie recommendations for each Enneagram number. Um, yes. So yeah, look forward to that. <laughs> That'll be fun. Give us an excuse to just nerd out on the Enneagram. I know. <laughs> no better way to spend my time, honestly. It's one of my favorite yeah. subjects, so this will be fun. <laughs> For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Watch the movies. Learn a a little bit more about yourself. Like (laughs) this is us giving back to the world of of different personalities. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah. Same. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) Bye.